Hello and welcome to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with professional painter and art instructor Mitch White. Hey Caroline. Hello. Thank you so much for coming. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Now Mitch, you have an upcoming exhibit on September 24th and 25th. But first, let's dive into the man behind the brush. Oh my. So, where are you from? Well, I'm from Livingston, just a little ways down the road. So, not terribly far away at all. Born and raised in the Upper Cumberland. Correct. Were you always an artistic child? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think my mom would describe me that way. Um, you know, I was the one who, of the siblings that got in trouble for coloring on the walls, um, always drawing, always doing those sorts of things. Always. Did you, now was your family artistic? Um, they're creative. Okay. So, um my older brother is, he writes, um, he's never published anything, but it's, you know, if he, if he has a spare minute, he likes to sit down and write, which seems odd to me, but <laughs> you know, it's what he enjoys doing. Um, my older sister is, uh, she cooks a lot, um, and enjoys cooking and kind of brings a creative approach to her cooking. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I think we, we had creative role models. Um, one of my grandparents was a woodworker. Um, you know, had a shop, was always down there building things, doing things, carving things. So we had those people in our lives who modeled that behavior. We saw it and then they encouraged us to be that way also. So when did you realize that, you know, drawing, painting, sketching was your thing? I think just earlier this morning, actually. <laughs> uh, um, no, I mean, I probably... When I was around nine or 10 years old, I mean, I, you, you know, you're in school and you sort of always do those things when you're in the primary grades. That's part of the, you know, the curriculum and part of your everyday school life. But I did it at home. I did it in my spare time. I was, you know, I never paid attention in church. I was always, you know, sitting in the pew drawing the whole time or coloring. And if, you know, if, if I was with somewhere with my family, I was doing those things as well. So I think by that time, I knew that it was something that was a little more than a hobby. I wouldn't have said it that way. Right. Of course. You didn't but, have the language. To yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> but I mean, I, I did know that it was, yeah, you know, I really enjoyed doing this and, and those kinds of things. So. So you have art in school, like most children do. Did you eventually take classes outside school? You know, so. The thing is this, my older brother, who I mentioned a minute ago, he, he could also draw. He hasn't in years, but when we were young, he, he drew all of the time also. So being the older one, he was the first one in the family that had all of the materials and the supplies and, and all of that. And he had the lessons. He was the one who got to go to art lessons, private art lessons. So I was able to tag along with him to, to those lessons occasionally. And then he moved on. He left it behind. And so all of those materials and supplies were still there at the house. And I picked it up and went from there. So I did go to some of those lessons with him. And then the lady who taught those lessons eventually became my art teacher in school. So that's it all kind of full the route. Circle. It did come full circle. Absolutely. Yes. I'm Caroline Moore, and you're listening to The Chat. Today, I'm chatting with local professional painter and art instructor, Mitch White. Now, with a lot of kids growing up, they have extracurricular activities, you know, basketball, horseback riding, mm -hmm. you had art. Now, 
uh, a lot of the kids end up dropping those things. What made you stay with your extracurricular activity? That's a good question. Um, I think I was successful at it, you know, and, and when you're young and you're successful at something, you end up getting attention because of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, I became the kid in school who could draw. And so, you know, if, if something needed to be drawn, if, if another, if one of my friends wanted something drawn or if a teacher needed something drawn or needed, you know, work on a bulletin board or help with a backdrop for a play or something, I became the student that they came, went to. So I, I think that had something to do with it. I mean, it sort of starts your ego, right? Oh, of course. Ultimately. <laughs> and so you get praise for something, you get attention for something and you think, well, okay, I'm decent at this. I can do this. And so I stuck with it. Now, you were naturally good at it, but was there ever a time that it became difficult? Did you ever hit a wall? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It became difficult when I, you know, when I went to college. And so when I first went to college at Tennessee Tech, um, I started off as a business major, which was a colossal disaster because, (laughs) you know, art and Numbers and business and things generally don't mix, and they certainly didn't mix with me. It's like left brain uh, and right brain, exactly. Right? And so there was this, you know, little art program, this little small department, and I went and checked it out and, and found my home immediately. But the thing was, you know, I had had this very particular kind of instruction in high school in art class, and then you know you get to a place where people take it seriously, and so suddenly I I wasn't necessarily the best one there anymore. I was one of a few that were really good. And so, yeah, absolutely. And it made me stop and reevaluate things and think, Oh no, is this what I want to do? And so, right. It's yeah. a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Wall. Now, how did you cope with that? Did you just eventually say, well, I've got to pass, I've got to get through the class or. Um, yeah. I mean, I coped with it, I think because I got along really well with my instructors, my professors. Um, they hopefully, I guess, saw something in me and we, you know, just kind of hit it off and, and I stuck to it really because of them. Um, there never was a point, however, that I said, I'm going to stop doing this and, and go to something else. Um, but yeah. And also that's just part of my nature. If, if I don't succeed at something, I'm not the kind of person who just puts it down. I'm going to try to make it work. Right. Um, and I think, you know, and I'm also a teacher and I think that's part of, the the makeup and chemistry of being a teacher, you have to figure it out. So um, anyway, so, so that was part of it. Well, at tech, did you study other mediums other than painting, drawing? Uh, so drawing and painting concentration, I did. I took a clay class at tech. I took a fibers class at tech. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, those were basically just a part of the curriculum that I had to do to kind of get the degree. They wanted you to expand a little bit beyond what your focus and concentration was. But, um, I, you know, painting was the thing. Um, the, the painting instructor there at the time was Christine Cosuara, and we got along great. She really took me under her wing, and I was in the studio sometimes 10 and 12 hours a day. I had a lot of independent study time, and so that was what ate up the majority of my time. And I did really well and loved every minute of it. So, Well, we'll be talking more with Mitch White about painting right after the break. Hello and welcome back to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with professional painter and art instructor Mitch White. Hey. So Mitch, why did you decide to become an art teacher? 
Well, that's a great question, Caroline. Mm-hmm. So um, as we were just talking about a few minutes ago, you know, I made it to the art department at Tennessee Tech. And so, you know, there's an art department, there's art instruction, you can become a painter. And, and then what? You know, if you're going to stay in this area, which I love this area, I grew up in this area, I have a lot of family and history in this area. So, and, and also big cities never really appealed to me other than a visit. Um, so what do you do with it? And there was this art education program at Tech, which seemed like a really good fit. Um, you know, you become a teacher, you have job security, you have insurance, you have things that we all need to survive in this world. And, uh, and it was a good fit. And I had also had teacher role models in my family. Um, I had relatives who were teachers. And um, so I sort of knew how that went. And, and also, and I, I loved school. You know, I was, I was always happy at school. School was not a difficult thing for me. And so it, it was a good fit and it made perfect sense. Well, as your former student, yeah, I can say right? I was very lucky to have you and you're an awesome teacher. Well, thank you very much. You were an awesome student. <laughs> Listen, y'all, my, my color wheel was fantastic. <laughs> it was off the color chart. <laughs> so you became a teacher. When did you start seeing yourself as a professional artist? You know, I think when people started coming to me for commissioned work, when people started calling me up and said, Hey, I've got this idea. There's, there's something that I would like for you to paint or, or to draw and, and then pay you for it. Right. Um, so, and that was, that started happening in the kind of early to mid nineties, I guess. And I still didn't really think of myself as a professional. Um, for me, there were a lot of steps to kind of get there in my brain, in my head. Um, you know, kind of hurdles that I sort of set up for myself that I had to jump over. And and I did those things and, um, you know, started being serious about becoming better at that craft and uh, my art work and putting time and effort and energy into it. And um, so if I had to pinpoint a time period, I would say by kind of the early 2000s, I would have told you that I was a professional artist. And what kind of style would you say that you have? Um, you know, the thing about teaching art is I, I can kind of pick up any style because I have to teach the students about all of these different artists and I have to, you know, I, I can teach them how to paint, but, you know, part of the curriculum is that you're learning about different artists, different movements, different uh, time periods in art history. And so, you know, you have to be able to say, okay, I, I can paint realistically. I can paint abstractly. But when I'm painting on my own, I would, I guess I would put my style as impressionistic. I would lump it into that category. Um, It's a little bit loose. There's a lot of color, um, that kind of thing. So that's where I am right now. Well, we are very lucky to have a Mitch White original in our home. And Mitch has an upcoming exhibit on September 24th and 25th. Right. So Mitch, where do you find your inspiration? Okay, so that's a good question because um, typically when I do a show, I always like to have a very particular thematic approach. I don't like to just have, you know, a lot of different paintings of a lot of different subjects to just sort of fill up wall space. So this idea started percolating in my head, um, I don't know, four or five years ago to do a show about Livingston, my hometown. And, you know, when I started thinking about it, I started, you know, walking around town, driving around town, thinking about, okay, so I've grown up in this town. There are all these places that I'm so familiar with and, and all of these things that to me really represent Livingston. But what, what does, what does that mean in context of putting together an art exhibition around all of this? 
So I really struggled for like the first year and a half or two years with it and kind of did a lot of sketching and a lot of preliminary work and that kind of thing. And then 2020 rolled around and I had all this stuff kind of going and I found myself at home um, with, you know, a lot of time on my hands like everybody else. And um, it was during the spring, which typically during the springtime of the year, I'm very busy at school. Um, Also I'm the, the co-proprietor of the Clark house in Livingston. And so we're usually busy there. And the the spring is not a season that I often have much spare time. So there I was with all of this spare time and, you know, it's springtime. The light is beautiful outside. The days are starting to get longer. So I was outside often and and town was just very quiet. And so, um, you know, I really became inspired by all of that. And all of these subjects just kind of came flooding to me at, at one time. Um, I was able to see things in a way that I had never seen them before because it had been years and years since I had been at home during the spring day in and day out. And um, so, you know, it just, everything was just there and it just happened. And so there was this, this moment of kind of being able to portray Livingston and see Livingston um, in this really kind of Edward Hopper kind of way in this very quiet, low key, um, subtle, um, easy moments. And, and all, although the world was really kind of falling apart, there was this really sort of strange beauty going on for me at that time. It's like two different realities. Yes. Almost. Right. Because you could see all this beauty up close to you. Right. right. And, and see your surroundings in a new way that you right. had never seen before, despite spending most of your life there. Well, absolutely. And, you know, and it was things like being able to be, be out walking around Livingston at, you know, 1130 in the morning when the sun is in a particular place and it's creating a shadow at a particular place that I would have never, ever had the opportunity to see otherwise. Um, and the colors that, 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 you know, brings about. So it was, it was really interesting and it changed the direction of that show drastically. So, you know, if you're, if you're able to come to the show and see the work, you'll, you'll see a lot of, you know, a lot of color, um, a lot of um, things from sort of the spring season um, but things that are also sort of quiet in mood, um, because that's what was going on, you know. And how many paintings are you expecting to show? <laughs> well, so actually, I just finished the last painting um, yesterday, um, as a matter of fact, and technically put a final brush stroke on about four or five hours ago. <laughs> um, so there are 14 paintings. And um, they range in, you know, sizes. Uh, there are small paintings. There are some fairly large paintings, too. Um, so there's a good mix of size. There's a good uh, range there. Um, yeah, so that's what I've got. And they're for sale. They are for, for sale. sale. Yes, they are for sale. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, and I have to say, when, when I started the process of, of having exhibits and shows and things years ago, the sales were the, were the biggest thing for me, Right. And now they're not. And I, I can honestly tell you that. I mean, it's the, the thing is doing is doing the work and creating the paintings. And I can tell you that I would be fine if none of those paintings sold. Um, you know, people, the people that have seen them so far have responded favorably um, and people seem to like them. But um, I, I'm at the point where, I, again, I can say that I'm, I'm not doing a painting to sell it. And that's a good place to be. So more with Mitch White after the break. Hello and welcome back to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with 
professional painter and art instructor, Mitch White. Mitch White has an upcoming show on September 24th and 25th. So mark your calendars. Now, you talked a little bit about your artistic process before you're painting Livingston right now. Um, What is your process? Can you walk us through how how you decide what you want to paint and then going from there, sketching it, painting it? Well, with this show, the process has been um, really it comes from walking around town because um, and I try to, you know, I do walk a lot. It's part of my exercise routine get those steps in that we have to do as we get older <laughs> um so you know i always have my phone with me i always am, am able to take a, a photo of something that i see and you know the great thing about the upper cumberland where we live is that the light changes so much day to day season to season certainly but then really hour to hour sometimes oh you know and livingston is surrounded by these hills that sort of go straight up they are tall they are tall our square sets against a really you know, a really tall hill. Um, so that creates a lot of shadow, interestingly. And when the, you know, the sun is sort of either coming up or setting, the shadows are very interesting. So I do tend to walk either early in the morning or late in the day and always have my phone. When I get back from my walk, I scroll through the photos that I've taken. I delete what I don't want to keep. And then I go back to them and, and kind of keep looking at them to see if there's anything there that I feel like I can work with. Um, then it's a process of kind of sketching that out thinking about the color. Do I want to, you know, stick with the color that's there? Do I need to kick some color up somewhere for effect? Do I want to add anything to it? Um, The painting that I just finished yesterday, there's a telephone pole on the left side of the painting. And, and one of the things that interested me about the scene was that the telephone pole was, is bowed because of all of the lines going in all of these different directions, but there are lines going off to the right that are pulling it very tightly or being pulled very tightly. And so they have bowed the telephone pole. Well, I really exaggerated the bow in the painting just because I thought it was very interesting and it did something interesting for the composition. So that's part of the process. And then it's really just about getting it drawn out and and painting, getting the color right. How long does it take you to draw something out, then paint it? Because you're also working as well. You're at school too. Right, right. So, um, and you know, and the fortunate thing about that is this. So, uh, you know, Coogville High School is a great school. It is a fantastic facility. I have an incredible classroom, huge windows, sinks. So, you know, it's, it's a great place for my students to work, but I can also work there too while, you know, I get them going, I check in with them and, and then I can sometimes have a few minutes to do my thing while they're working. Um, so from start to finish, um, you know, the painting that I just finished yesterday, I started last Thursday. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, it's not a huge painting. It's you know it's thirty inches by thirty inches. Um, it was drawn when I started it, so so you know tack up I don't know an hour or so onto that, um, but two hours a day ish on that kind of early in the day before everything gets going, and then late in the afternoon after everything's done. Um, so yeah, does having a show deadline motivate you? Are you someone who needs? Yeah, it those? motivates me. It stresses me out. It stays in my brain. It wakes me up in the middle of the night. It does all those things. Stress dreams. Yeah. And we're just yeah. a few days away. Yeah, we are just a few days away. And I mean, all of the details are taken care of. It's not the first time. And also I have a little bit of experience in the event business. So a show is, is a really yeah, a lot. <laughs> a show is really an event. And so it's about coordinating and putting this event together. So, you know, you know what what you need, you know, where you need to get these things to make it happen. And then you make it happen. Do you enjoy hosting the shows? It's a lot of uh, work 
to yeah, put into it, right. and then you have to talk about your work. And of course, it's exciting. I'm not saying it is you exciting. Don't enjoy it, but it can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. It's so yes, it can be because you you know people. The thing that happens is you know you hope people come to your show, right? You want people to come to your show, um, but it, it can get yes, it can be exhausting because you have to you know have a smile on your face. You it's like standing in the receiving line of something. <laughs> And it's your work For days. and you're talking about yourself and you're talking about yourself and you're really kind of exposed. And it's sort of like, uh, do these people really want to hear this? Are they just asking me this to be nice? Uh, and, well, we do. Well, we want to hear about thank it. You. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, you know, you, you want to give kind of the, the answer you want to give, because obviously you want to, to give a thoughtful response, but at the same time, you don't want to or someone stiff. So <laughs> anyway, but I do enjoy the process. Absolutely. I enjoy seeing people because sometimes that's the only time you see certain people, right. They come out for your show. Just mm-hmm. the people who collect your work. And um, so, yeah, I enjoy it. But at the end of it, I'm done. I'm tired. Yeah. The past is in the past. Yeah. I'm ready for, <laughs> ready for a little break from that kind of thing. So now Mitch, you've traveled a lot. Yeah. You are a big traveler, especially over to Europe. Yeah. What are some of the, you know, paintings or artists that have really inspired you or, or just take your breath away? So the, the artist that I always go back to, if someone asked me who my favorite artist is, I always say John Singer Sargent, who was an American, but he, he lived his life in Europe. If you've ever been to Biltmore, he, you know, he went over there and he painted that family. So he has paintings in, at Biltmore. But um, I, I admire his style. I admire his use of color, um, his loose brushwork, all of that. I mean, he, he's sort of like the zenith of painters for me. Um, but, you know, beyond that, there are certainly other people as well. But they're all sort of ex- impressionistic in style. And there's a lot of his work in Europe. And, and I've been fortunate to see a lot of it. There's a lot of his work in the United States, too. Um so anyway, yeah, I've been fortunate to travel. You have traveled. We have traveled together. Yes, Italy and France. Italy and France. <laughs> and I think we've been to Australia. We have. And New Zealand. I've yeah. traveled with you more than anybody else. Yeah. Well, overseas, yeah. more than my family. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell yeah. you all, Mitch White, he is the man to go overseas with, especially when you're on a big like art consumption trip, because he knows where to go. He's been there a million times. You're in the Louvre. You just, you just want to see the highlights and get out if you're like me, because I hate people. I hate being around crowds. He's, you know, he'll show you, here's the Mona Lisa. Here's all these works that you need to know. And then, and then you go. I'm not really good at giving those highlight tours for a while. It's been some time though, since I've given a highlight tour. So, well, I might be a little rusty. Hopefully after this um, pandemic, hopefully, if it ever ends, we can go back. (laughs) If it ever ends. That's right. That's right. Well, Mitch, can you tell the people where your show is, when, where to find you online? Absolutely. So the show is at the Bishop Studio in Livingston, Tennessee. Um, You can find it online. Um, If you go to Livingston, if you know, most people around here are familiar with Livingston, not a very large place. It is just off the square, literally just off the square. There's a large banner hanging out in front of the the studio now with one of my paintings on it. So you kind of can't miss it. It is the 24th and 25th. That's a Friday and a Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Best place online is Instagram and Facebook because I do have a a website, but I am horrible about updating my website. Um, I'm just 
It's just a thing. I just don't. I'm just not good at it. <laughs> I don't blame you. So Instagram is Mitch White Paintings and Facebook is just Mitchell White. I do post a lot of um, art related things on my Facebook page. So. All right. Well, I'll be there and I'll see you all there. Thank Thank, you so much for coming. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. (laughs) Have a good week.